kind of relates to how I got into the business. I started when I was 18. I didn't have any experience. My mother at the time was working for a company um, in the Chicago suburbs that was a huge organization. She asked me to apply. I applied and got it as more so a summer job. Uh, So I was going to school and then doing basically just kind of auditing documents. Welcome to the CAMCAST. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCAST host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co-founder of The Cam Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. Welcome, everybody, to The CamCast. This is Samara Hurley, your host, and I am so excited to have some very special guests today who are near and dear to my heart. They were among my first friends when I moved to Arizona. They are the lovely, wonderful, so handsome... I go. I call you Frankie, but it's Frank and Mitch Castillo, and I am so excited to have them here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the CamCast. How are you guys today? Doing really well, thank you. Doing well, thanks. Um, so it's interesting how we met. Uh, they were my neighbors when we first moved to Arizona. We lived in an apartment complex, and there were these like lost puppies walking around the rooftop of our building. And they had their little um, gas station bag on them. And they were trying to figure out how to get in and out and around the apartment complex and where things were. And so, of course, being the true Samara that I am, I instantly friended them because I just love meeting new people and making new friends. So I'm pretty sure that they have a whole different story (laughs) vision about how that went. And during that time, it was a big transition for you guys. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that transition time? Yeah. So um, we moved here uh, last February. So February of 2020, right before uh, COVID hit and uh, really hard out here. And so uh, we transitioned from Chicago to Arizona for two different reasons. One was for work and the other was for weather. I mean, who doesn't love the weather out here? Uh, And coming from the Midwest and living there my whole life, uh, you know, the weather was just incredible, especially during the winter. Uh, It's a different, different type of weather there uh, than here. So, but yeah, that we came in February and have been here since and absolutely love it. Tell us a little bit about what you guys did in Chicago and what brought you to transitioning your entire life and career, because you still have a lot of family and friends back in Chicago, correct? And yes. What, what did you have waiting for you in, in Scottsdale besides the weather, which is the obvious because <laughs> as Chicago has had many a blizzard. And besides that, what was happening in your career? We have both been working in the mortgage industry. Um, I have been in the mortgage industry for nine years and Frank has been in the mortgage industry almost 20 years. We were mainly in operations the whole time. So, you know, we weren't originating loans. We weren't licensed. We were you know, doing the front end work of it. We were loving our jobs. We love the mortgage industry. We've been in it so long, but, you know, we wanted to move to Arizona and this opportunity came up and we were like, let's entertain it. So we came out to visit and check out the company. And within like two weeks, our house was listed, stuff was packed up. And within three weeks, we were in a truck on the way here and we were in Arizona. 
I like it. I can relate to that. Your fast-paced actionistas, just like this actionista right here, right? I think that's why we totally blended immediately. And you guys had a very special place in my family's heart, too. We used to get to hang out, and we were in COVID quarantine together. You were part of our quarantine pod. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because you move across country and that's hard enough, right, to leave family and friends, but then to do it right before you have to now quarantine and you can enjoy. I mean, luckily, like Arizona has great weather during that time where you can go outdoors to a point during that time. But um, it was just nice to be able to be in a community where, you know, in small, very small groups, you can get together and be able to meet new people. And that's, you know, meeting you guys and meeting some of the other folks that we did at that time really helped us get through probably one of the toughest toughest times in our lives. And and that's actually something I can relate to. We had moved in January. We were not that far ahead of you. And and moving our business and the family has been something that we have done again and again and again. So I'm glad that we were able to make it a little bit of a softer blow for you during that time. But you also were really, you were integrated into my kids' lives too very quickly. And my kids didn't know anyone. So maybe share with listeners a little bit about why you, how you connected with my kids and and what you were able to do for them because they were lonely and depressed and sad, just like any adult during this period. We love your kids, by the way. They're fantastic. Um, They're super smart and super sweet. You know, we first met all of you down at the pool and we all just hung out and the kids were in the pool playing with toys and everyone was just mingling and, and we got along so well. And then, you know, Frank and I were like, this is a perfect situation because we've got a little puppy and, you know, with COVID there wasn't a lot to do, especially when the kids were out of school and, you know, they're either doing online remote. So we're like, Hey, we've got to go away sometimes for a little bit. Do you think Gavin and Ava would mind watching Tanner? They came over the first time and Tanner loved them. They did such an amazing job with him. Um, They would, Gavin would take little selfies with Tanner and send it to us with updates and, I mean, he he just took it so serious and he was so, you know, worried about Tanner if anything happened. And he just, you could tell he cared so much about what he did and, and same with Ava. And, you know, Ava, she's got such a great personality and she would come to the pool and just bring cheer and joy to everyone and tell us all the fun things she's been doing and learning with cooking. And she would bring these amazing desserts that we would all just secretly be sitting in the pool hoping that she was going to bring down because we loved it every time. And it was just the most perfect situation to be able to have them there for Tanner and them to, you know, enjoy it and take care of them so well. And then, you know, get to taste test for for little Ava. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I forgot that you guys were there during her private 12 week French pastry private lessons that she was having. And that was insane. It got to the point where Ava would bring, she would have three different kinds of pastries. And we're not talking like little kids cupcakes. We're talking, you know, creme brulee and souffles and fruit tarts and eclairs and cream puffs and all that. And it got to the point where everybody at the apartment pool was like, we're getting fat from your daughter. We're trying to get it. We're trying to get out of our COVID weight and into our bathing suits again. And your daughter keeps bringing these amazing desserts. But let me just get, let me have one. And what's for tomorrow? (laughs) 
Uh, No complaints. (laughs) Well, you know, and it was really special what you guys did for Gavin because, you know, Gavin now knows that he's on the spectrum, but at the time he didn't. And you guys really took to him and he's pretty quiet, shy kid and introverted. And you found a way to kind of bring him out of his shell and get him out of playing video games in his room. So I was forever grateful about that. And we've never had a dog before. Yet my kids just knew what to do for Tanner. And so it was so nice to be able to see that for me as a parent because I've never had a dog before. I don't even know what to do with dogs, but my kids, they know. Which, by the way, I did buy a dog food bowl and water bowl for anyone who brings their puppies over to visit at the new house. Oh, nice. <laughs> Tanner's we'll gonna, be over. <laughs> Tanner's going to have to come. And we also probably need Tanner to scare a few, a few things away from our backyard, too. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So we appreciate that. Fast forward to, you know, we, of course, we found a house and and we moved. And then you guys also found a house and moved. And then you starting your own business. So share a little bit about that. So, you know, we moved again in February, decided in July after being stuck inside, uh, you know, in an apartment with the job that we had moved here for, we decided that, you know, we really wanted to go for our dream of entrepreneurship. And we had always worked for somebody else. And we were like, you know, we've done things on the side that were kind of along the lines of sales and things like that with other products. And so in July, we decided, you know, we need to take the leap and we should do it now. Rates are really good. Business is good for other lenders. So we decided to go ahead and both get licensed. Mitch was already licensed for a little bit, but I got licensed and we both opened up a branch in North Scottsdale uh, without having any prior experience in running an office, doing facilities, hiring. You know, we had experience with hiring people and training, but really kind of taking on our own branch across country from where the corporate is located for this organization uh, was definitely a risk and one that I definitely do not regret because it's been very fruitful. I love how you guys saw an opportunity and you didn't let the fact that you were new to a new state, new city during COVID. Everybody was depressed. Things were falling apart. We were running out of toilet paper you guys decided you were going to start a new business that required more toilet paper. I I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that. And it really is amazing to see what you have built because I feel like you're my boys and I've watched you grow and I haven't even, it's been a year. It's been a year, y'all. I cannot believe it's been a year. And I feel like I've watched you guys grow up. Not that you're that much younger than me because I'm 20. I think that um, it's amazing what you all have done. So can you just tell everybody, I mean, I, I could brag about you all day long and I always are telling people what you've done for people in our community and turning people's sad loss of jobs and taking big cut from their paychecks and you've turned it around and you've made clients into employees, essentially. Share a little bit about that with everybody. You know, one of the big things that we wanted to do when we started the branch was we felt like while it's great to have experienced people come in, you know, there's such an opportunity to invest training and our own knowledge into people who, you know, may be interested in getting into the real estate, you know, mortgage industry. Um, So we kind of had a program that really our first hires at our branch were all 
loan officers without experience. So we brought in, you know, people from bar and restaurants. We have, you know, a hospice nurse that completely decided that wasn't the right career path for her. And she took her pat test and passed it. And she's actually one of our top loan officers right now. We brought these people in. We invested time training. We got them through the licensing. We took them through the education course. And it just really opened our eyes to the fact that when somebody wants something bad enough uh, and you're willing to invest the time in them, they can be your best employee without experience. It's just all about having that drive and motivation and having that passion for the brand and for the company that you work for. And it's created such an incredible culture here and such incredible loan officers. I love that. Most of our listeners, well, to the CamCast, most listeners are adults, parents, entrepreneurs, mentors, etc. And then we have the CamCast Kids, which is Ava interviewing other kids for her podcast. I do have a teenager, as you know, Gavin, who is now 17 and his friends. And then, of course, we have a lot of other parents who are listening in. So for those listening in right now with COVID, everything has changed from universities and college and school and people trying to figure out what they're going to do. Career switches. I mean, here I've been in the hospitality event planning industry for 20 some years and I'm watching everyone scrambling and interviewing 300 some job interviews in a year just to find anything. What kind of, I guess my first question would be if for a parent who has a teenager who is finishing up high school or someone who has a kid in college and they're thinking maybe this would be something they would be good at. I guess my first question is what do they need to be educated on in order to get into this line of work? And do they need to finish a certain number of years of college? Or can they do like a state school, community college, you know, two year? Do they need to do a four year university? What are the prerequisites? And how old do they need to be? Is it 18? Is it 21? So tell us a little bit about for those parents who have or any teenagers or 20 somethings listening and they're thinking, you know what, I want to start my career in doing this. Can they what do they need to know? What classes should they take? And how old do they need to be? And how do they move forward? How do they get started like you guys did? Yeah, that's a great question. Kind of relates to how I got into the business. I started when I was 18. I didn't have any experience. My mother at the time was working for a company um, in the Chicago suburbs. That was a huge organization. She asked me to apply. I applied and got it as more so a summer job. Uh, So I was going to school and then doing basically just kind of auditing documents Um, something really, really easy. Uh, But that got my foot into the business. And from there, you know, the business is, is growing rapidly. There's always opportunity in this business. And the great thing about it is once you're in, there's a lot of places you can go, even if your specialty and it wants to be, maybe you want to be an HR representative in the future. Maybe you want to be in marketing. The great thing about it is all those positions are in the mortgage business and sectors of the mortgage business because companies need all that, right? They need an HR department. They need a marketing department, a compliance department. The great thing about this industry is you don't need experience to get your foot in the door and you can grow really, really quickly. Um, And you can really start at any age. I mean, you have to, I think, be at least 18, (laughs) but uh, you could be, you know, 18. You can get into the business if you're in your 40s, 50s. You can get into sales and, and in a year to two years, change your entire life. That's what's so great about it. So if you were both to consider somebody and let's say they're 18, 
what level of training would you start them with? Or would you say, here, go back, take this course, and then come to us, and then we'll take over the training from there? How does that work? What I would recommend um, to someone who, you know, fresh, fresh out of high school, 18 years old, definitely start in, in some kind of, if you're very interested in getting in the mortgage industry, there's all kinds of intern positions that you could start out in, in a mortgage company without taking college courses or any kind of continued education courses. Um, so for instance, I started in the mortgage industry, basically opening up mail. Um, I would open up UPS packages of closing documents. I would type in the loan number, put the date that it was received, and that was my day. But being an entrepreneur and being someone that's a sponge that wants to soak everything up, you're surrounded by people who are giving you information and giving you feedback. And it's just such a great place to learn. So I would highly recommend anyone who's curious about it, like Frank, get a summer job at a mortgage company. Uh, you can easily go on you know, websites like Indeed or LinkedIn, and there's postings for intern positions, uh, post-closing, closing, underwriting. There's all kinds of different areas where they have positions that are more supporting roles for the underwriter or the closer or the loan officer. And you learn from those people. And I mean, there's, it's not a question of if you will get there, you will get there because you're going to do it day in and day out. And that's all you're going to see for eight hours a day, five days a week. So I would highly recommend starting out at a company in an intern position. I love that. And I just am wondering, do you guys chat on who's going to go next? Because you two are like a ballet. You just, you finish each other, you know who's going to talk, where we're going to talk, or is this, you've done this spiel before, because... We give, we give, we give a nudge and here a and nudge. There. I, there. had to be something. There had to be something. You can't be this well-oiled. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not only partners in business, but you're also partners in your life. What's it like working with your spouse? <laughs> you That's know, a good we want question, all the right? back. Just kidding. This is a camcast for kids. <laughs> um, you know, it's great. Honestly, Mitch and I have been working together since 2013. Not always worked side by side, but we have worked in like the same department or the same floor <laughs> of the company. But we do, you know, we have our own kind of thing that we do. That's our hobby. That kind of uh, we have our own alone time, you know. Uh, but Definitely, we love being uh, with each other and we work really well together and we kind of yin and yang. So it just works out. And I think that's really important when you do work with somebody that's either a family member or your significant other is you have to understand the balance and make sure that you are doing everything you can to keep business business and personal personal. And if you have that from the very beginning, you will succeed and you'll have a really great business relationship as well as a personal relationship. You know, as long as I've known you for the year that I've known you, you guys always had a great dynamic together. I don't think I've ever seen you two fight or anything. I mean, and there's a lot of drama in our apartment <laughs> complex, but you guys are always so, you just seem so compatible. So how did you guys meet? We met at work and, you know, we just kind of, one day, I, I was new to Chicago. I was from a very small town in Illinois, Southern Illinois. Um, so this was a whole new experience for me. Uh, 19 years old in a big city. Frank, the kind of guy that he is, he always wants to make sure everyone's comfortable. Everyone feels welcome. So, you know, he's like, hey, if you ever, and, you know, I didn't have a car at the time. So he's like, hey, if you ever want someone to kind of show you around the area, I know you're new. Just let me know. 
And so he invited me one night out to a place called Hamburger Mary's. And I it love is a, Hamburger Mary's. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's a great bingo. place. Great place. So they had karaoke's on like Tuesday night. This is actually really funny. So our first date together was at a karaoke place. And now we are like karaoke fanatics. We literally have a karaoke set up in our house. We've had it for years. Every time someone comes over to hang out, somehow, some way, we end up turning that machine on and Frank starts belting out Frank Sinatra or something. So it's just kind of funny that's something that's always stuck from our first date. Um, we've always been big fans of karaoke. <laughs> well, maybe when my brother and his hubby come to Scottsdale, we can do a little karaoke action. Let's yes. do it. You, I'll let you um, put um, earbuds on when I when I sing. I'm a little tone deaf, but it's all good. I have I have the heart. I can sing it, sing it from the heart. <laughs> so um, I, I'm actually curious because Frank said you can call me Frankie since I first met him. And by nature, I call Mitch Mitchie because I just love adding an IE to the end of any name. I'm thinking of Frankie and Mitchie as young boys growing up in Illinois. What kind of jobs did you guys have as kids to make some extra dough? Because you're entrepreneurs now. So I'm imagining you were kidpreneurs. So my very first job was a paper route. Uh, so I had the little satchel that I'd wear over my shoulders and I had a, a route that was right next to my house so I could just walk from home. And I did that for like a year and then I went into the fast food industry. So I, I worked at a restaurant called Arby's. I don't know if many people know Arby's. I don't know if it's nationwide, but um, I worked there for a while and then I just kind of got into other industries and then finally got into the mortgage industry from there. How about you, Frankie? Oh, gosh. For me, you know, a lot of kids have stories about cutting grass, shoveling snow. I never liked doing anything that had to do with hard labor like that. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. For those of you who are listening to this and know me, I if I said something different, they would catch me on it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would, funny enough, when I was really, really young, I used to pretend you know, that I was like a cashier and my sister would be, you know, we had a convenience store. My sister would come in and buy groceries or whatever the case. And I was always in that like entrepreneurial mentality of having a business. And so I myself just as well went into the food industry and worked my way up to management. And I always wanted to be a manager and I finally was able to, and that kind of really ignited uh, my motivation to do it within this industry. And uh, yeah, that's really it. So I didn't really have anything. I kind of jumped into the workforce quickly. <laughs> so I, I definitely had my share of jobs. And I also had a grocery store inside my house too. <laughs> I think my parents were wondering why things were missing. It's, you know, it's all good. I actually want to ask you something. It's a little bit more of a sensitive issue, but I know there's a lot of kids out there that struggle with this when, you know, everybody, so my brother who's gay and he came out in college and my parents always said we knew when he was nine. When you are, when you find out that where you discover yourself and who you are, you're ready to um, share it with the world. Like what was that like for you guys? And is there any advice or tips that you have for kids? Because even though it's different now in 2020, whatever, what year are we in? 2021? 21. Than it was in the 80s and 90s. It's still in some small towns, you might see, especially Mitch, that 
they might look down upon it or not agree with it. So with people's sexual orientation. So is there anything that you can provide um, or any advice? And would you be willing to mentor kids that might be looking for um, someone that they can relate to and that might be able to privately, secretly kind of have a um, connection to help them in building their business and struggling because they could be struggling with opening up even to their parents. So anything that you have on that to help teens? Yeah, um, that's a lot of really great questions. And I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, So I came out early compared to a lot of people and especially in a small town. And I also just to add the cherry on top, my dad is a pastor. Um, so of a Christian church, which is, it was actually, my dad was one of my biggest supporters. So I came out in eighth grade and I I came out because there was another young man in my class that also came out and it just kind of made me feel like, well, if he's not scared to, you know, tell people this, why should I be? And and I kind of have a buddy now, I kind of live my experience with somebody else because I mean, in a small town in Southern Illinois, you really don't have a lot of diversity. And so, you know, I came out and it was rough. I'm not going to lie. You know, kids that age, they just don't understand. And and a lot of kids, they learn things from their parents, right? They, They learn things from the environment around them. But I really am glad I came out the time that I did because that was what felt right for me. And I think that's so important for everyone is that it's not about other people. It's not about what people think you should do or whatever. It's you and it's your time and coming out is a very special moment. It means a lot and that should be be the way that you want it to be. Um, and for parents that, that might be listening, you know, the biggest thing that can help someone, especially when they're younger in an age group that has a hard time understanding differences, the support from parents is so huge. If it wasn't for my dad, I don't know how I would have gotten through junior high and high school because, you know, I just, I felt alone. I felt, you know, it kind of made me feel like I was an outcast. Even if people didn't make me feel that way, I had insecurities about it because of the stigma. Um, So my parents really built me up and the friends that I had built me up. And, you know, it really, I feel like it pushed me to get out there and move to a big city and do things that weren't in my comfort zone and what I was used to because I wasn't scared of taking risks anymore because the scariest thing to me I had already done, which was coming out. It was like the gates opened when I just let go of that weight. I have goosebumps. I can think of a gazillion different clips that I want to pull from that little speech right there. That was amazing, Mitch. Thank you so much for sharing that. How about you, Frank? Yeah, so my uh, experience, you know, I came out early as well. Not as early, but I was about, I believe, 18 or 19. Um, I had gone through some other things in my life at that time, trying to find myself, trying to find where I fit in. You know, my parents uh, had divorced early as well, so I was dealing with that. Um, but I think that, you know, what really helped turn it around for me was finding what truly made me happy. And I have always been a very outgoing person and always put other people first. And I think, you know, I was putting the wrong people first. And I had to really look at that and say, why am I, you know, doing this? Why am I trying to please people that really, you know, aren't good for me, you know, aren't good people? I think when you find yourself and you find out what makes you happy and you surround yourself by good people, that will help you uh, through anything in life and it'll help you get through anything. And so myself as well, you know, family was huge. My family was a huge support. They all welcomed it. 
you know, I, I just, I wouldn't be where I am today without the support of my, my family and my close friends. I think it's so important to have a good support system. You guys are amazing. You're so beautiful. And I knew it from the rooftop. I could shout it from the rooftops. Mm. I knew it from the rooftop <laughs> of my building that I would say, I knew we would be friends forever. I know that's going to happen. COVID has been hard. We haven't been able to visit each other in each other's homes, but I'm fully vaccinated. You guys are now fully oh, vaccinated, yeah. right? Aren't you both? Oh, we had it. <laughs> we had it. COVID. I forgot. Tell us a little we bit about it. what that was like. We had it, but um, I am getting vaccinated on the 30th. I'm very excited about it. Oh, sorry. One more thing I want to address. You had another question on the last part that I didn't answer. If there is anyone out there, any young people, LGBTQ, even if they're not, does it matter? If they would like to reach out to us or if, if they want some advice, we would be more than happy to do that because um, I think it's super important to have a mentor or someone that's similar to what your situation is or what you're going through kind of help you navigate through life, especially at that time when you're trying to figure everything out. So absolutely. COVID though, COVID was, it wasn't a joke. It's definitely real. You know, luckily uh, Frank, you know, he, he didn't feel well, but I felt a little more unwell than him. And, you know, I had fevers and I had lost my taste and smell for like a month. So that was terrible because I love eating and I love tasting food. So that was torture. But thank God, you know, we both got well after about a week. We were back to feeling normal and we're just really grateful that, you know, that was our situation and our health, fortunately enough, didn't compromise our, our getting better from, from COVID. Which is a true blessing because as you know, we've lost so many people. So I'm so glad that you guys are okay and here to be with us. And I know how proud I am to see how quickly you've grown in your business and as a couple and going out on your own and buying a new house. And Frank, I know your mom loves me. Let's just put it out there. Um, (laughs) She does. (laughs) And I'm sure she's super proud of you. (laughs) It's great, like I said, to have parents who support you and really push you. And I think that's so important to anybody who especially wants to be an entrepreneur. Because, I mean, entrepreneurship is like somebody coming home and saying, I want to be a musician. You know, it's like, okay, well, why can't you just get a job as a doctor? Or why can't you just get a job as a nurse or something? You know, or you could go to school and get a degree and then get into the field. To have that support was really huge and, and a big part of how and why we're here. So what are you two most proud of for your business and what you've overcome this year? I am most proud of our employees, the people that we brought on. There was a chance that they wouldn't make it in this field. There was a chance that they wouldn't pass their test, but they applied themselves. And I feel like they had a personal, they felt responsible for the branch. They, they took what we were trying to do on themselves and didn't want to let us down. They didn't want to let the branch down. And honestly, I mean, we, we could not have done this without them. So I'm incredibly proud of our loan officers and I can't say it enough. Yeah, I would have to agree. It's the team. I mean, at the end of the day, the ship runs, it needs the entire crew, right? And, um, you know, we're willing to mentor anyone who has the passion, the motivation, the discipline and the drive, because it's ultimately up to you to make it happen. We can only provide the tools and resources and the guidance. And so definitely the team has done an exceptional job. uh, And that's why we're successful right now, why we're going to continue to grow and continue to be successful. And we want to bring anybody on that has that same vision and that has that same drive. 
I love how you both are so genuine and you genuinely care about other people so much that your email is team Castillo at my ccmortgage.com because a team and any company, any bosses, employers that focus on their team more than just themselves, it says everything. And those are the people that are going to make it and last through times like a pandemic. How the best way, how can the listeners get in touch with you guys? And of course, we'll put this in the show notes. You do not have to take notes while driving. If you're listening, please tell us how can we get in touch with you? Yeah, so we have a couple different ways. One is you can call Mitch or I directly. Uh, my <laughs> my phone number. Are giving his cell phone number out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give it out. We <laughs> it's blasted all over. Mine seven zero eight six seven zero two three two seven, and Mitch's is three one two seven five six nine four four five. You can also email us at Team Castillo. That's C A S T I L L O at myccmortgage.com. Go to our website at loansbycastillo.com. And of course, we'll type that in the show notes. And you're part of the cross-country mortgage. So that's your mortgage. Is that the broker or? That's our lender. Lender. Okay. Yeah. So so we have the backing of cross-country mortgage and, and we're an extension of a corporate branch. Cross-country mortgage has been around since 2003. We're a direct lender with Fannie and Freddie. Uh, we are nationwide. Our branch is licensed currently in 22 states, but uh, we're also self-servicer too, which is really important. A lot of people, they don't know that, you know, some of the other brokers and shops out there don't service their loans all the time. So so if somebody wants important. to come and work for you, because you two are just absolutely a pleasure to work with, obviously, duh, anyone who's listening is going to want to work for you guys. Uh, where do they have to be located? So you would need to be located in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area, um, you know, within a drivable distance to the office. Um, and then if you are interested in applying for a job, you can send your resume to the email address that I believe Frank provided already, the team Castillo at myccmortgage.com. So now with the virtual world that we're living in, if someone's in Prescott or Sedona or outside of the area, could they still work for you and be trained by you, however, be willing to drive in? So we do hire, our, our loan officers are located centrally in the Scottsdale area, Phoenix area. But we do have operations staff that we're always looking for, such as processors, closers, underwriters, and those positions can be remote. Um, So if someone's interested in getting into the operations side of the mortgage industry, definitely reach out to us and we can get you connected with the right person. Perfect. I love it. Do you guys have any final last words for our CamCast listeners? Thank you guys for listening. And we are here for you if you need anything regarding mortgage needs or just some advice on how to get into the mortgage industry. And thank you so much for letting us be on here. Yes, thank you. And this was amazing. We love uh, always talking with you, Samara. You're an amazing person. I'm so happy for you too and everything you've accomplished. And I just want to leave the audience with this. And it's something that my mentor had told me back in the day is you always want to put yourself in a room with people that are smarter than you because that's the best way to learn. So that's all I got. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Always put yourself in a room with people who are smarter than you because you will work yourself up and you will work harder. And it's just like when you're playing sports. 
you know, Ava's on swim team and she is the lower level of all the other kids that she swims against. And we always say, but that will push you to be better and work harder. And it does. It's amazing how quickly she's grown with that. And I also will add to that advice that you just gave, which is so beautiful, is that you should always surround yourself with inspirational and motivated people. Anyone who is toxic or not motivated or doesn't have a inspirational bone in their body, it's important to get rid of all of that and just stay in the correct mindset. And the best way to do that is to surround yourself with amazing people like Frank and Mitch Castillo. I'm Samara Hurley, and this is the CamCast, and I am so grateful that you two joined us today, and I love seeing your faces, and I'm sorry that our listeners won't get to see your faces, but we'll put a great picture up on your cover, and we appreciate you today, and I think that um, moving on, we will certainly keep you guys in mind as mentors to our kid and teampreneurs, and that will be an amazing service that you can do to give back to the community In fact, anybody around the world who is looking to talk to Mitch and Frank, please get in touch with Samara from the CamCast, and we can put you in touch with them. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on CamCast Kids, hosted by the Cam Project co-founder, kidpreneur Ava Hurley and friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the CamCast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.